talking to you. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. You, 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 you. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. You, I'm talking to you. Hi everyone and welcome to my new season's podcast in which I've been making vocal points about our personal identity. Who am I? Identity. And how did I get here? Conception, my beginning. And why am I here? Purpose, here to do something. And where am I going? My destiny. I believe that our identity comes before purpose. If you don't know who you are, you cannot do what you're supposed to do. So hashtag identity before purpose. This week, I want to mention the US general elections. In November 2020, One of my assignments in ministry school at the Church for Entrepreneurs was to give my thoughts on how I would advise the church leaders during an election. That sermon is probably week three of last season's podcast. The sermon is still relevant today as the US goes through a midterm election and I will be incorporating it into this week's podcast as I ask the question, what identifies you? How can someone tell that you are of a particular persuasion by looking at you? Is it the clothes that you wear? Your accent? How you speak? So what is it that will make one know that you either, for example, a Democrat or a Republican? the colours that you wear at election time? The disciples could be identified by their love for one another, the signs that followed them. They spoke like people who had been with Jesus. What identifies you politically? We must begin to self-govern, look after family, give to the poor, seek peace and pursue it build and leave an inheritance for our children. No political government can do that for us. So let's now get into the topic that was recorded in November of 2020. The topic given this week is different from the others in that it's not building a statement of belief but rather giving counsel a solution to a problem. You see, recently, the whole world was captivated by the general election of the United States of America. This is a great and powerful nation, and we all wanted to see the results. The drama is seemingly over now, and this topic is exploring how a leader can take a politically divided congregation to a place of unity. This election seems to be the most bitterly run election of recent times. Some people have even described it as like another civil war. Now voting is relevant to the whole world. It represents democracy, rights, good governance, all those ideals which people strive for and even have died for. All over the world, 
Christendom is involved in this democratic process and the election in the US has exposed a division in congregations which needs taking a closer look at. I believe the true church is found within Christendom. You see the true worshipers, they worship God in spirit and in truth. I'm naive enough to believe that church is alive and well. Here's what Christ said about his church in Matthew 16:13 to 20. It says, "When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, 'Who do people say the son of man is?' They replied, 'Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets.' But what about you?" he asked. "Who do you say I am?" Simon Peter answered, "You are the Messiah." the son of the living god Jesus replied Blessed are you Simon son of Jonah for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood but by my father in heaven and I tell you that you are Peter on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven whatever you loose in earth We be loosed in heaven. Then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. There is a lot of revelation in these scriptures which I cannot explore in 10 minutes, but I would like to highlight a few things. Number 1, the gates of hell will not prevail against his church. This is comforting as whoever and wherever the church is, it will survive. the gates of hell will not prevail against it number 2 christ has built his church on the revelation of who he is he is the messiah and this knowledge came by revelation from our heavenly father you see flesh and blood cannot see or get this revelation it's revealed through the spirit It was important enough for him to tell his disciples not to tell anyone yet. And as we know the Jews at that time wanted him to sit on the throne then. They wanted to make him king. We in our various countries are looking for good leaders, a government that will rule with justice and allow us to live prosperously. That is why I guess we are voting. but the world systems are failing the people time and time again their governments really cannot fix the problems we as humans have created that is why acknowledging jesus as king of a soon coming kingdom should be the foundation of the gospel message the word gospel actually means good news we preach good news about many things the good news about jesus as savior the good news about Jesus dying for our sins the good news about Jesus as healer all good stuff and we have testimonies of all the above in our lives but these messages admittedly have not impacted the world as it should and the world's not impressed with christianity or christendom as it is showcasing we should know by now that a church is not a building I took this from Google. It says the word church has been translated from the Latin ecclesia, E C C L E S A, and from the Greek ecclesia, E K K L E S I A, where the word is a compound of two segments, the E K ek 
a preposition meaning out of and a verb kaleo signifying to call together literally to call out that usage soon disappeared and was replaced with assembly congregation council or convocation so it's interesting to see how the usage of the word church has evolved and it really isn't the same as what Jesus meant so Christ church really is called out set of people and we his called out people have accepted Jesus as king the messiah the revelation that Jesus is king of a kingdom is attractive and life-changing i must add here that you do not vote for a king we as believers are expecting Jesus to return with a kingdom and most of his parables speak of a kingdom and we are to go into all the world and preach the gospel of the kingdom this is what he taught his disciples to pray he taught them to pray our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done where on earth as it is in heaven so the world is desperate for his kingdom and he asks us to pray for that kingdom to come we need it the world needs it the thief on the cross acknowledged jesus as king and it saved him so after jesus was resurrected and before he ascended he gave this command in mark 16:15 to 20 he said to them go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation whoever believes and is baptized will be saved but whoever does not believe will be condemned and these signs will accompany those who believe In my name they will drive out demons they will speak in new tongues they will pick up snakes with their hands and when they drink deadly poison it will not hurt them at all they will place their hands on people who are ill and they will get well After the Lord Jesus had spoken to them he was taken up into heaven and he sat at the right hand of God Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by signs that accompanied it you see if you preach the right message you get the right results signs and wonders and this is very attractive to the world so what did paul preach in acts 28 22 to 28 and 30 to 31 the niv version it says but we want to hear what your views are for we know that people everywhere are talking against this sect and so they arranged to meet Paul on a certain day and came in even larger numbers to the place where he was staying he witnessed to them from morning till evening explaining about the kingdom of god and from the law of moses and from the prophets he tried to persuade them about jesus some were convinced by what he said but others would not believe and then verse 30 for two whole years paul stayed there in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to see him he proclaimed the kingdom of god and taught about the lord jesus christ with all boldness and without hindrance so someone will ask should we not vote then well from what i'm beginning to see from the scriptures my answer would be no Should we be involved in government? You will ask. The answer would be yes. We should be positioned to be advisors to government. 
They should see the good works of the church, the ecclesia, the called out ones, and call for our advice. We should pray for our governments that are in power. That's what the scripture says. For us to have a peaceful life and to preach the gospel and to do the will of the Father without hindrance. So to conclude, we cannot have different political factions within a congregation and all of them be right. Praying to the same God with different outcomes, a kingdom divided against itself will fall. So as a leader in these times, we should preach the gospel of the kingdom. Be a sower of good seed, good works, good counsel, and let the wheat and the tears grow until the day of harvest. I trust that you were blessed by this message. Thanks for listening. Be blessed.